Good evening, Patriots, and welcome to Fishers of Men. Today is Saturday, February 19th, the year is 2022. Tonight's show is going to be a little bit different than a normal Fishers. We're going to dig into a lot more of what's been going on in Canada. It's going to be more like a Bards FM weekly show. I think there's been a lot going on today that's worth listening to and reflecting on. And then, like always, we'll close with a fairly significant prayer. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is Bards Nation's landing page on the MyPillow site. It's a fantastic company to do business with, obviously, led by Mike Lindell, one of America's great patriots and Christians. There's incredible sales going on right now on MyPillow.com, 50% off on sleepwear, 50% off on for men and women, 50% off on my slippers. 60% 60% off on Giza sheets, all these things, and yet Mike still continues to make and give incredible pillows all over the world, including trying to deliver 10,000 pillows, which Justin Trudeau considered to be dangerous for the stability of Canada and banned having him come in. I believe that when we use our dollars, they have to be used in such a way to vote. Our dollars are a vote for the choices that we want, the companies we want, and the companies we, that support liberty. And that's one thing to always think about. And MyPillow is one of those companies, a company that prays throughout the company, a company that supports liberty, fights for liberty every chance, a CEO that truly fights for what our country is supposed to stand for. And who would, ever, who would have ever thought that a pillow salesman would be considered one of the most dangerous people in the country? So MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, your promo code is Bards. It's a place to spend your money, your hard-earned money, in good ways to ensure the things that you need and can help in your household are also something that will go towards a company that supports and believes in what our country is supposed to be based on, God and liberty. You can also call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and remember your promo code is Bards, B-A-R-D-S. And then there's the Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com. Your promo code there is BARDS. Check that out. It is literally the Bible for our time. 20% off with the promo code. And Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. It's a coffee built for your health and your energy for the warriors of this time. It's part of a whole health ecosystem, which includes the gut health triad to help heal and seal your gut. Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a full body nutrient supplement to help boost your immune system and give you the nutrients you need all day long. And Pure 47, which is probably one of the more important products to have in your a cabinet right now. The most refined silver extract on the market that will isolate so many, so many of the pathogens that we currently face in this bioweapon environment. So again, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. So, Patriots, as we normally do, we kind of use Fishers in the evening to kind of do reflection and prayer and worship. And I'm going to be putting a lot more emphasis tonight and probably in in future Saturdays on the show being driven more towards the events, currently, especially with what's happening in Canada. So tonight we're going to go through a number of clips and uh, talk a lot about the events in Canada, which are definitely transforming the landscape of that nation, if not the world. I'm going to begin with a clip now, and I apologize. There's, I guess there's probably about three F-bombs in this, so if that bothers you, uh, 
It's just, it's, they're too difficult to take out in the edit. But this is a really important perspective on just what happened in Canada with Trudeau's taking of power. And I've said something like this for some time, that Canada has fallen. And I will tell you honestly, I, I had a good friend today that basically told me to go pound sand because he, he was infurious at the idea that I told him that Trudeau had won this round. Trudeau has won this round. The people are still standing and they're fighting and that's not taking anything away, but it's a perspective that we all have to take that Canada is coming to the grips that they are now a fascist nation. And what has been taken is their liberty. And once you have liberty taken away, it isn't easily taken back. You're going to have to fight for it. Right now, what's been what's happened up there is Canada is coming to the brutal realization that they are not along they are no longer a country they thought they were, but rather a hand puppet of the World Economic Forum. And that's being very evident. In fact, there's increasing evidence throughout the day that some, if not many, of the police officers on the ground are, have been flown in on UN jets. So this is kind of this world governance thing we've been talking about. Listen to this this discussion, and it, it comes from a guy that goes by Derek Rance on Telegram. D-E-R-E-K, Rance, R-A-N-T-S. Take a listen to this. Again, I apologize for a couple of the words, but we can get through it. All right, everybody, I'm fine. I am of sound body, mind, and soul, and I know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not thinking about hurting myself. I'm actually the farthest from it. So do not send people to do a wellness check on me. I will not be there. (laughs) I don't think people have quite grasped what exactly it means by enacting the war measures. See, once that's enacted, that means certain things to other countries on the geopolitical stage. Like the FIPA agreement, if Canada was to ever become politically unstable, Chinese soldiers have the right to be on Canadian soil to protect Chinese interests. And we know that they have a lot of their money embedded in the Canadian economy after Stephen Harper. Same with NAFTA. NAFTA comes into play here as well. If Canada becomes politically unstable, doesn't Biden take control? of North America there's a lot of shit at play here people and for those of you that don't understand what it means when Justin Trudeau does the war measures act he's declaring war you can call it the emergencies act all you want it's the same fucking thing so he's declaring war on the Canadian people where have we seen this before let's look at another similarity to some of our lessons in history He is freezing the the accounts of his political opponents. Not just the truckers or the truckers' convoy. This is his political opponents. Do you think the PPC might have donated to the truckers? Or Randy Hillier? Wouldn't you say that those are Justin Trudeau's political opponents and they're going to freeze their accounts? Hell, Carla Homolka still has a battle, uh, a banking account. Luca Magnata still has a bank account. The Toronto 18 that tried to blow up fucking the CN Tower. They still have bank accounts. Didn't they blame Hitler for all this shit? So you're going to freeze their accounts, come after them criminally. 
the Ottawa police said anybody that's been involved in the protest, they're going to come after for months to come after them criminally. So, like it or not, you're going to become political refugees. They are offering asylum in certain uh, states to people in Canada. And why do you think that is? This is fucking serious, people. Sorry I'm not down there trying to get hot clips of what's going on next. That's not what I'm into. It's becoming a man's game real fucking fast. And I've been doing man things. I'm not crazy at all to think that Justin Trudeau is going for a serious, tyrannical power grab that he is not going to give back. Two weeks to flatten the tyranny? I don't fucking think so. Anytime a government has taken power in the past, they have never given it back. Justin Trudeau has taken the ultimate power in our country. He is not going to let it go up for debate in the House of Commons. He is just going to keep his money. Keep his ball and go home with it. Keep his power. That's what we're looking at here, folks. So I'm totally fine. In fact, if you do see me get hurt, it most certainly was not me doing it. Keep that in mind. I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> I just don't want them knowing where I'm at, so I wrap up my phone. So I'll be doing a stream tomorrow night. I'll get everything set up tonight and tomorrow to be able to do it. And uh, we'll talk about a few things. Like the cops busting down on our citizens. But ending them with the, the stick of a gun. Running over them with fucking battle horses. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police were running down Canadian citizens on our soil. Canada is not going to go into a, a good place from here. And for those of you that think, well, they're not going to bother me. I got my vaccine. Well, I didn't donate to the convoy. What's the next cause going to be? Let's say you want to protest the price of inflation. Inflation's just gone too much. It's unbearable. The carbon tax is too much. The same fucking thing is going to happen to you. Your accounts will be frozen. You'll be beaten in the street and be put into political exile. So Canada... Put that in your pipe and smoke it, and I'll see you tomorrow night. He nails it. And again, I apologize for the F-bombs, but this is one of these things that sometimes we're just going to have to deal with this because we are in a war, and I'm just going to say it. We just can't, you just can't expect everybody to always have polite language when they're in the middle of something like this. And I think we can give that grace. What he's said here, what he has said here, is dead on. Is that this is what has happened in Canada? It's why I keep saying that Canada has fallen, and it is up to the people now to hold the line. I have absolute confidence that Canadians can hold the line, and I'm qualifying this very clearly tonight based on a really ridiculous exchange I had today. Because I also know the tempers are high and. Frustrations are high in Canada. I also know that Canada needs all of its vets to get on the line. Veterans have a common theme when they run across our countries, and they all talk about the hot war. 
They're all waiting for when it's going to go to become a shooting war. The heroes, veterans, and all people of Canada that are standing out here pushing the unity and the love place, these are the first line of heroes right now. For those veterans that are waiting for the hot war, you're too late. Sure, you'll be able able to join in in a hot war, but you're missing the critical point of the war. Because this is the point of the tipping point when your presence can make a difference to bring police over across the line. I have seen unbelievable heroic acts through these last few days of Canadians talking to the police incessantly to try to bring them across. There was a very moving piece today of somebody that went through and asked the police, and it's on. when I reference these pieces, you can find all of these pieces on our Telegram, Bards FM, Canadian Revolution channel. And there is a piece up there today where somebody has gone through, and there's a woman that went through and asked every single police officer on the line to look her in the eye, and they wouldn't. This tells you who these people are. And they're going to try to tell you, well, we've been trained not to look at the people to keep you, ignore you. That's garbage. They don't have the courage to look them in the eye because they know they're doing wrong. Now, you just heard Derek Rance, the piece we just heard. Hang on a second. There we go. Hang on just a second. Okay, we're back. You just heard... Derek Rance. I'll tell you what's really weird tonight, and I'm not surprised. Um, We just had another stutter, and it's the VPN. They are smacking me on this VPN tonight. Man, I'll tell you right now. Stand by real quick. I'm going to reset it. This is crazy. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There we go. Yeah, they've been smacking me on this VPN tonight. That's what caused the problem earlier. Which tells you they know that they know what we're talking about. They don't like it. Whatever. Okay, so anyway, he mentioned the. You just heard a minute ago, Derek Rance. In that piece that was by the guy that goes by Derek Rance, he was talking about the RCMP going after them after their, after they leave the protest. Listen to this. This is right from. I guess it's not our. It will include RCMP, but this is right from the. Interim Chief of Police in Ottawa. Listen to this. Uh, from independent media. So I was in the crowd yesterday. Um, I was unfortunately uh, hit with some pepper spray. I just have a question. Uh, there's some video cameras that the police are using and uh, some news outlets are reporting that you're gathering intelligence with those cameras. Can you elaborate? Like, if the protesters at this point, uh, you know, uh, retreat and go home, uh, are they going to be getting sort of repercussions down the road? Are you going to be sort of actively pursuing the people that you've been sort of documenting and filming who are still out there protesting? What are your plans after this, uh, after the protest is over? Thank you. It's a great question. And the simple answer is yes. If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. This investigation will go on for months to come. It has many, many different streams, both from a federal uh, financial level, from a provincial licensing level, from a criminal code level, from a municipal breach of court order, breach of court injunction level. It will be a complicated and time 
time-consuming um, investigation that will go on for a period of time. You have my commitment that that investigation will continue and we will hold people accountable for taking our streets over. Taking their streets over. In other words, they will hold people accountable for having a peaceful protest. Freedom of speech, freedom of assembly. But Canada doesn't have a constitution, it has a charter. And the charter was simply given to them by the Queen. Now, no offense to Canada, but your charter has always been pretty weak, and it's just seeing how weak it is now. For us Americans who think that we stand on our constitution, uh, you can blow that one out the window as well, because that went away when we signed over the Patriot Act, which we did that way before Canada. We, were, we led the world again. So Canada, don't feel bad. Here in America, we decided to give away our constitution back in 2001. After 9-11, we all panicked and gave a head nod. And the few people that spoke up against the Patriot Act were pummeled by those panicked Americans who rose their hands in great glory and joy when we launched our massive war against Afghanistan, the longest war in our history. So, Patriot Act gave away our constitution. But let's really hear this little piece. This is a short one minute and 27 second piece. I want you to hear what's happening right now in the whole perspective of the economy to kind of put all this in, in framing of what's really happening on a bigger picture. When it comes to out of control inflation and rising prices, many Americans say, I just want to go back to normal. However, many economists are saying without major policy changes from President Biden and the Federal Reserve, prices will continue to rise, squeezing the middle class's wallet and decimating lower income families' budgets. Gas is up over 40%. Natural gas to heat your home is up over 50%. Most meat is up close to 20%, and some economists are now saying if oil passes $100 per barrel, that gas could go as high as $7 a gallon in certain parts of the country. Housing is up over 25% in the last 24 months, and investment firms are buying up every available home in America as fast as they can, making the price of housing and rent skyrocket. In the car world, Car makers used to put higher MSRP sticker prices so that when you bought a car or truck at the dealership, it looked like a discount. Now close to 80% of Americans are paying higher than MSRP sticker price just to get into a car. Americans are now carrying close to a trillion dollars in credit card debt, and the Federal Reserve Bank announced the single fastest quarter of adding new credit card debt in the last 22 years, yet the media isn't covering this. Of course the media is not, because the media is all complicit with it. It's all part of one big plan. And I think that that's something really to keep in mind. But we have to look at kind of this bigger picture here. Canada is standing up initially. It stood up against the mandates and has done a brilliant job of uniting the entire nation under this. And Canada is quickly realizing that this is no longer has anything to do with the VAX or the mandates. It has everything to do with the finances. This is all about a global coup by the banksters. And Canada is now realizing it as the rest of the world is witnessing it that Trudeau never needed the military on his side. Keep that in mind. The military is almost old hat when you get into fourth-generation warfare, just so I can say it. Because the military and this idea of boots on the ground and jackboots, that's just the frontline police that do that. And 
That's up to the police to make a choice of what side of the fence they sit on. Sadly, our the police here in our country too often have made the mistake. And in Canada, way too many of them up there, up there in Ottawa have made the mistake of standing on the side of Trudeau and the tyranny. And if those police are in the ranks and are not aware of the foreigners, the UN members that are there and are not calling them out, those police are double traitors. Canada's done an amazing job of trying to make sure there's no response to the police so that anything the police does is absolutely violent, meaning that they're not going to respond with violence. The police are using violence. That's a Gandhi trick, and it's a beautiful one because it's a peaceful, passive protest. But the fact of the matter is that while Canada is telling the police they love them, let's be very clear about something. At the end of this, there will be accountability, and there has to be. And those police officers that made a choice not to stand with their fellow brethren, not to stand with nation, not to stand with the right side of this fight, which is the side of God, they've got a one-way ticket to pain and justice, and it's coming. Now, Canada, just in case we're unclear, Canada has been infiltrated by the, by the World Economic Forum. Take a listen to this piece that came out of Parliament. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and I listened to my colleague's speech. I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has, quoted, infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know he was. I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good, good question there, but the the, the audio is really, really bad, and the video is really, really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honourable the, the, the honourable member for Timmins James Bay. Mr. Speaker, that member was promoting open disinformation that's not debate we have to call out disinformation uh, we're getting into debate again this is the way a communist government works you have somebody who asked a legitimate question and we heard the audio just fine and of course it's oh i'm sorry your audio is bad your video is bad and shut him off no questions answered immediately you have a follow-up when you watch the video it's quite interesting because again this video is on the bards fm canadian revolution channel when you watch the video, what's interesting is you can tell that the speaker, whatever the parliamentary head here, which we would call the speaker of the house, gets some sort of signal from the back of the room to knock it off, to terminate that conversation. And that's when he says, all right, all right, we'll move on. And then, of course, you have the shill that jumps in who wants to immediately point out that this is disinformation, disinformation. We don't want to have disinformation here. And terminates that and shades everything then by those that are listening. He shades it with this idea that, wow, this is a crazy tin hatter. This is, a, this is one of these trucker guys. Remember, this narrative is all to take the people and turn them against the truckers. Now, are they going to succeed? No. And that's the thing. But it's not going to be an easy walk here. Just as we heard in the first piece, Canada is going into a dark phase right now. And it's going to stay there for a while. The reason I frame things this way, and I think it's very important to appreciate, is we're in a war. We have been in an information war. This information war now has taken on a new form. It's taking to the streets. 
and governments are now using their forces, their powers to be to implement a forceful change into a tyrannical communist rule. That's happening. Canada just had it happen. And even if Trudeau says he rescinds the Emergency Powers Act, I'm going to guarantee you he, he's not going to give it all away. The other point I keep making up here in Canada, which is the same game that we see down here, nobody in Parliament has come out against this or done their job. Sure, they've given some, they've given some comments about it. You've had a couple parliamentarians like, we don't want this. You've had a couple people in the provinces, well, we, this, we're not, we don't think this is a good idea. But in an era of, quote, COVID, when these members all have the ability to do a Zoom meeting on anything they do, they can call the Zoom. What they have told the people is, the police told us that we could not enter our temple, which is the parliament building. Therefore, we cannot do our business Therefore, we must allow Trudeau to continue with his Emergency Powers Act because we are helpless. We all know that's a lie. But this, the reason they are doing this is to, to keep this constantly, this dialogue of constant confusion and always keep themselves as if they're for the people while the main event is to strangle the people off and keep them in tyranny. This whole thing right now is a process of identifying key operations, getting the names and faces of everybody involved in this protest that are not compliant to the injection, not compliant to the, the rules of compliance that the new state has set up, these mandates. And they aren't going to do, the arrests that they're doing are literally arrests. They arrest the person. They don't have any authority, so they arrest them. They hold them for about three hours, increasing. There's a few that have been arrested, don't get me wrong, but many of them are being arrested, held for about three hours, and then driven about 15 minutes or 20 minutes out of the city and dropped in the middle of nowhere, and then they have to find their own way back. But in the process, what they're doing is they're gaining all their biometrics on everybody there. The police are using body cams to grab facial recognition images they can use later. Every person that's at that protest is going to be persecuted through these War Powers Act, these Emergency Powers Act. This, this, it, it's martial law, but any other term. And they're going to be using the banks and the agencies that issue licensing. You've already heard all this. That came right from the police, the interim police chief in Ottawa. This is how they're going to function. And here's the thing. They don't have to arrest you because what they're going to do is they're going to affect your social credit score. Canada is on high speed to get the new social credit score system in. So you'll just discover suddenly that, well, I can't get a loan. I can't get access to certain things like my health benefits or my hospital visit. I can't get a driver's license. I can't you'll be treated as if you're a felon, even though all you were was a protester, but they'll do it by virtue of the social credit score. This is the new world we're entering into. And this is where the magnitude of what's happened in Canada is massive. Why I've been so focused on it for the last 22 days. Because it's a tipping point for the entire Western world. And the United States is in the crosshairs for the next. And we the people have a choice. And we have, can be a choice like Canada to stand strong. And the Canadians have, begun, have now begun this fight. But they haven't even hit Lexington and Concord yet in our history. They're just now at this tipping point of holding the line. We will see what happens in the coming weeks 
Weekends are an easy flare-up. Weekdays are when things kind of die down, and that's usually when the police do a lot of their dirty work because people go back to work. What people are going to have to come to the realization is, is your job, your monies, all of this now is at risk, and nothing is going to be more valuable in the end than your liberty, and these are the choices now that everybody has to make. So do I have confidence in Canada? Yes. Do I know it's going to be absolutely brutal? Oh, yeah. The, the World Economic Forum is not going to let this country push against them without having a brutal retaliation. And that retaliation is not going to be aerial bombing like we did in Dresden. It's going to be slow suffering by taking away children with CPS, by denying benefits, denying license, cutting people out of the system so they can't make a living, cutting them off the ability to have any access to their income. And keep that in mind, too, that when the banks are seizing money, they're freezing accounts And when people protest, they're telling people, well, we have to put it up for review. And then they have people that come up for review that they can talk to, but they will not give their name. They're no-name people that will evaluate the situation, and at the end, they will determine after another five days if you'll even get access to your funds again. This is a right-out seizure of of your money. But the thing is that what most people fail to understand is when your money is in the bank, the bank owns you. They own your money. Keep that in mind. One of the reasons you've heard me talk so much about getting into gold and silver, tangible gold and silver that you have in your house, and I'm not an investment advisor, but I do truly believe that we have to be able to protect our income and our assets in a physical way, not in a digital way. And that's part of, we'll talk a whole bunch about that this coming week. Okay, so we're going to continue here with some more of this. I want you to hear a really interesting perspective on what was actually going on on the ground in Canada. I thought this was very insightful. Pay close attention to how he describes the integration of the police and the media. What do you think about all of that? Well, I think this is uh, one giant narrative. It's kind of like a movie. And it's been that way all along where they bring the cameras here. It's like a big film set. They bring all the police, they point the cameras where they want, and then they provoke, they push us. It's been peaceful the whole time, the last three weeks. Yesterday, we were all peaceful here. They were The police were the ones pushing. Most of the police are, they seem like just people doing their job. It's a tough job, probably the toughest days of their career. But what's happening here is not being what's told in the media. And literally, it is a movie. They have a narrative. They're following Trudeau's hate that's being that's dividing us. And thank God there are some media outlets that are actually reporting on what's going on. Uh, last night, uh, I witnessed a, a cameraman from Global literally violently shove someone, turn on the camera, and then the reporter get on get on camera. That literally happened. Thankfully, someone was filming it and they reported it and are pressing charges against that cameraman. But what we're seeing here is the media that's taking part in this division to fool people across this country, across the world about what's happening. And what's happening here is is we're not being divided. We're actually coming together as one, which is what the government's afraid of. So people need to wake up to actually realize what this is about. This isn't a racist movement. What's happening is we're just being divided again. So thank you for reporting on what's the truth here. Thank you. That piece came from Rebel Media, which has done an outstanding job in Canada to covering the events. But here's the deal, and what he just said is critical. What's the greatest thing that they fear? They fear us coming together as people. 
They fear our unity and our awakening in our unity and who we are in strength in numbers and strength in truly who we are as God's children. And that's where we start to reclaim part of our authority of having dominion over all evil. That's biblical. So it's very important to realize that the greatest threat to this whole mission, this whole operation that they have in taking down the world is people coming together. So they're going to do everything they can to divide us. Consider this. Last week, you heard me talk about how on the eve of Justin Trudeau launching the Emergency Powers Act, on a big weekend for Ottawa and the police to look at making a response, you had three events happened a week ago last Friday. And those were what? Hillary Clinton was announced that she's possibly going to run for president. Trump makes an announcement that he's considering that, but he's also big in, having a big chat about his new coffee table book. And Durham drops his smashing news after three years of investigation about Sussman which has continued in that narrative with Hillary and Sussman all week long. As that started to taper off, because the news cycle started to drop off around Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, more focus was on Canada, because Trudeau has now enacted Emergency Powers Act. And as the focus continues to Canada, and as ever the buildup towards Canada heading into the weekend with the initial phases of Ottawa police on site on Thursday, what happens on Friday? Friday Night, evening, and entering into Saturday morning, the biggest time for Ottawa's operation, which was partly today, surprisingly, suddenly, miraculously, one of the handlers for Epstein hangs himself in, the, in his cell. What happens to American patriot media again? They run right down that rabbit hole and Canada is forgotten. Do you see how this is working? They are keeping North America divided by different themes, and everyone is missing the point that the most important part of this fight, the most important part of this fight is the unity of the people. I could care less about Durham because it's, not, it's nothing I can affect, and until he starts putting people in jail, I don't care. And even then, I still don't care because it's nothing that I can control. In the meantime, our media is fanning the flames of the fake war in Ukraine. If you haven't heard that one, Putin had some of the best comments of the week. At a press conference with Putin, one of his reporters asked, uh, Mr. Putin, this was, I believe, on Thursday or Friday, Mr. Putin, can you please explain to me what your involvement was in the invasion of Ukraine that was supposed to happen two days ago? <laughs> and then Putin, one of Putin's senior people in his administration made a, had a press conference and stated that she stated that, I would, we would appreciate if the United States would tell us when we are going to invade Ukraine so we can make our vacation schedules. They have trolled the heck out of this administration because Ukraine is a complete CIA op to try to have a breakaway group up there to incite a war in all of Europe, and Europe is trying to go after Russia. Why would you want to go after Russia? Maybe because Putin went after, went after all the pedophiles already? Maybe because Putin already kicked out the central bankers? If you want to look historically where that goes, that goes right back to Peter the Great. The last time Peter the Great did that, how did they get back at Russia? It's called the Bolshevik Revolution of 1917. So, and then that followed Stalin by eradicating about, what, about 30 million people or so in the nation of Russia. Russia's been through this. 
And I'm not going to call Putin our friend or our enemy. He is Russian. That's the only thing that needs to be said because he's worried about Russia. But the West, and we're part of it as a nation, is trying to incite a war so that we, the people, aren't seeing how corrupt our government is. Our government, our media is trying to deflect us from uniting with Canada so that we don't realize how corrupt all these governments are. In particular, that Canada has now launched tyranny. These are big things, okay? So this is a nine-minute, 40-second piece I want you to listen to. And this is a Canadian police officer that finished his career after 22 years, I believe, last December. Hear what he has to say to Canadian, other Canadian police officers. It's February 18th, and um, I've taken some time to try to sort through my thoughts from what I saw today. And um, I just wanted to put this out to you because I don't know how else to express to you what I'm thinking, especially in writing, it's very difficult. What I observed today was the breaking of a country. Canada truly has fallen. We have a fascist dictator, leader, that has given powers out to squash people who do not agree with him and his government. people doing his bidding are the very people that I call brothers and sisters. I did your job for 24 years, up until last December, on the street. The police officers that took part today in Ottawa from all services need to check your moral compass. I know your conscience inside of you was saying, this is wrong. I should not be doing this. You need to step off the line, all of you. You need to continue to be that person that stands up and protects the Canadian citizens. Those protesters in Ottawa were peaceful. They were loving. They were those folks that are your neighbors. You wanna know why I know them? I was there. I was a peaceful protester. I spoke on that stage. I walked around for hours, both during the day and at night. What Trudeau has said and the lying mainstream media is all 
untrue. You are acting on lies. Your leadership is acting on lies. They are not upholding their oath to the people of Canada. I'm appealing to you as a police officer to not partake in what you know is wrong and unlawful. You are hurting other Canadians, your neighbors, the same people that live in your communities, the same people that you see at hockey games when you take your children, at the gymnastics club when your little girl is doing gymnastics, the people you see at a coffee shop when you're out of uniform or in uniform. Those are the people that you perpetrated that horrific action upon today. I saw horses trampling on people that were standing there. I saw people kneed in the ribs and kicked, butt stroked with your tear gas gun. I saw all that. And from one cop to another, what you did was wrong. If you were one of those police officers, you should not be. And for all those other police officers standing around, it's time to step off that line. It's time to stand up for who you are, a law-abiding person, someone who upholds the law, someone who protects those that need protecting and allows those who want to protest lawfully, which they were and continue to, to be able to protest. You are supposed to facilitate that. But your leaders and the leader of this country have made you into a strong arm of the government. This country has a major wound because of these actions today. One that I don't know will heal. I was proud to be a police officer for 24 years. Today, my badge is tarnished because of the actions of some of you. The rest of you need to really recalibrate and find out who you really are. Because if that's who you really are, I don't want you to be my police officer in my community. I'm appealing to you guys, the ones in Ottawa especially, from all over, all services, 
but it's not just Ottawa Police Service. It comes even from Calgary, where I served for 24 years. Start looking at what you guys have done today and see if you would be proud to go home and tell your children what you did today. That this was a defining factor in your career, that you made a difference. And that your wife or your significant other or husband or mother and father would be proud of you for fulfilling your duty today. If you can't answer that question, then you need to stop doing it. You need to tell your leaders, no, I won't do this. If it costs you your job, so be it. But here's the thing, it might cost you your job anyway. From the actions I saw, horrific. Please do not continue with what I saw today. I am begging you as a human being to human being, let alone cop to cop. Do not continue with what I saw today. Policemen need to be different. You are held to a higher standard. You are not just to do the bidding of an unlawful government or a government who doesn't like people protesting what they have to say. Stand up, step off that line. Do not do anything that you would not be proud of to tell others in your life that you did. Be that person that swore the oath to uphold the law and protect Canadians. This is a big part of the Great Awakening and a hard one. When we have to come to realization that those things which we had counted on, those things which we had thought were sacred, are actually deeply corrupted. I feel for this police officer because he's finding the reality of what he had so held dear, the respect that he had for so many. He's seeing now how deep the corruption is running because it's a corruption in men's and women's hearts. It's people that obey orders rather than following their true path, the moral path with God. And that's ultimately the big pivot. The one thing that has been happening in Canada, which cannot be understated, is the power in which God is moving in that country. The prayers that have been happening, the, the people all coming together in prayer, holding the line of peace, it's beautiful. And it's exactly as every protest has to be, at least in the beginning. I don't know where God takes us. I don't know if God is ever going to call us to do a Jericho or stand like Gideon. But for now, our place is to pray and to seek unity and to show strength in, our, in him that we have unity with one another. But these police are brutal. And what is demonstrated in Canada has shocked the world because Canada has always been seen as this more sophisticated country, an alternate to Europe and a better America. 
And I think for many of us, we did look at it that way. Even though we in America have a lot of problems and we've had, we have had the bigger military that's allowed Canada to work under our shadow, nonetheless, there's been a lot of respect for Canada in its integration of various cultures, probably more diverse in the United States. The frontier spirit that still happened and kind of the Canadian way of a little less quick to the to the draw as Americans. And I think that from that sense, even Canadians felt pretty secure in that place. But not today, not now. Canada has realized that all along its government is as tyrannical, if not worse, than anyone else's. And even though a few police have spoken up, it haven't been enough. And that's exactly one of the problems that we all have to find a way to reach these officers. You need to spend time talking to your police officers, reaching out to your county sheriff, having these conversations, because this is a very critical time for the world. What's happened in Canada now has put every police officer on his heels. And it's important that we have more of them speak up. Because the deep state is using the police officers as the meat in the middle of the sandwich so that people are vectored in on them as the problem and not on the true problem, which are these leaders, the banksters, the head of pharmaceutical companies, the billionaire class. That's who the real challenge is. But the police that make the choice of standing on the line are making a choice nonetheless, and it's not with the people. And you can tell me all day long that that's my job, that I was going to get fired if I, if I didn't do it. Well, what's going to be the cost when this finally blows over? And it will, and it won't be the deep state that wins. That I can, sure, I can assure you. How we get from here to there, that's not for any of us to truly know. That's God's plan. But at the end of the day, we as humanity have the upper hand because we have our faith in Father and we have numbers. And we have a purity of heart that seeks truth. We're not seeking violence. But don't ever let the fires of righteousness go out in your heart because this is a devastating time. When you see the intentional act of a horseman. Now, I want to be clear. I know enough about horses and enough about horse riding. And I know enough about it because my grandfather was a master horse horseman. That officer that rode his horse with the Canadian Mounties intentionally pulled those reins to the right, to bring that horse to bear over the top of two people. Do not kid yourself on that. And he spurred that horse along to intentionally trample two people. That was an act of war against Canadians. The rumor was that she died. That's not what I got today. In fact, I got a number of, of reports that she was still, she was fine. She survived it. But either way, either way, it's an inexcusable act. And that's an, it's somebody who took relish in the idea of stomping on somebody with a, be, with a big animal like that. This is the time not just for Canada to decide, but it's the time for the world to decide what side of this fence you're on. Where are you going to draw your battle line? If you're one of those vaxxers and you think that all of this is a good thing, that they're, that this is all about a vaccination or not vaccination, I pity you, we'll pray for you, but the bottom line is you've, you're going to find this same tyranny is going to come knocking at your door sooner or later, and it will come knocking at your door. Don't kid yourself. 
And with those that are consumed with this fear of vaccination, where they, it's the idea that anybody that's unvaccinated needs to be thrown to a camp. All right, we'll pray for you as well. But understand that your day is coming and you're going to realize that what we're standing for now is liberty for all. I want you to hear this piece from a United States police officer retired in his words about this day, this week. Hey guys, I want to do this quick message because I'm seeing all of these very disturbing videos coming out of Canada um, with what the government are doing to the people. Um, As a former police officer myself, um, it not only boils my blood a little bit, but it also breaks my heart to see these men and women who have badges that don't understand their duty. When you get into law enforcement, you are the line of morality. When you get into law enforcement, you take an oath and you swear that you are going to protect the people first. Not that you are going to serve and protect your your department or your chief or your president or your prime minister. You have taken an oath to protect people's God-given rights and it is not the government's role to protect health It is the government's role to protect our God-given rights, and our rights do not come from government. Our rights come from God. The right to life, the right to pursue our happiness, the right to pursue and, and live our liberties. When we can come outside, who we can stand away from, what we put over our face, if we want to put something into our body or not, those are our God-given rights. And if we lose that thin blue line of morality, it's over. And so we need to pray for these patriots up in Canada to to have the strength and the wisdom to continue to stand for their God-given rights. But we also need to pray for these officers who are very, very confused on their duty um, and that their hearts will be softened. They will be able to see and to be able to stand on the right side of history. The right side of history. And that's what we're talking about now. It's not about vaxxed, unvaxxed. Those are choices people have made. Unfortunately, many have made those choices not having informed consent, and that's a consequence they're going to have to live with. But as long as all things are equal, meaning you have informed consent, it is their right to choose. And I don't agree with that choice in trying to kill yourself with a vax, and I don't think any normal human being would if they understood what was actually happening. But the real issue here right now is what's at stake is liberty, not freedom. Liberty is God-given. Freedom is what they, the ruling elite, give you and what they, the ruling elite, take away when you don't behave right. This week has been an eye-opener. It's been a humbling week. It's been a week that the world has had to witness what's really in stake, at stake and what's where the whole world is headed. We've been able to witness how quickly a nation that was living under rules that allowed for peaceful protests, allowed for a right of assembly, how quickly that can be taken away by a stroke of a pen and how many aligned with that idea of taking it away from the people. This isn't about Justin Trudeau. And the problem is that 
and this is the part in Canada that I still object to, when you're calling for the resignation of Justin Trudeau, you're not solving the problem. I saw a piece today that said we they're calling for a nationwide strike. They're asking for people to stand until Justin Trudeau steps down. And the comment was, this is not an attempted overthrow of the government. Well, I'll say it then. Unless Canada overthrows their government, they're not ever going to get liberty back. The corruption is too deep. This is war. War that has been waged on we the people. War that's been waged on God's children. Now, as we kind of wrap up this show tonight, I want to say, make a very clear message to veterans and to police officers and first responders that are choosing either not to stand with the people or choosing their job or choosing to sideline until then. And it's from Revelations 21.8. But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I know this isn't going to go over well with many who felt that they have served already and that now this is their time is here, but they've already done their service or it's not a hot war yet. This war isn't going to be fought primarily, at, hopefully at all, with guns. This is a war of banksters, a war of economics, a war of lawfare, and it's being fought with the unity of people coming together and saying no. That's the place where we, the people, come together and stand with God and we stand with that love and unity in our heart and we say no. And we choose a different direction because all of this fight that's against us is based on us complying. So why did I read Revelation 21.8 and why is it directed at the police officers and the veterans and the first responders that are not doing anything, including those that are sitting on the sideline waiting for the hot war? Because you know better. Because you took an oath and you know better. And by Revelation 21.8, what God has told you is the cowardly, and you are cowardly for standing on the side for not speaking up. You are cowardly. They are considered by God worse than the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the immoral persons, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and the liars. Consider that. Right now, we don't need cowards. And we have seen courageous Canadians. We have seen courageous veterans. Don't take it. I'm not saying we haven't. I'm saying all veterans. I'm saying all police. Make the right choice. For that matter, all men and women in uniform make the right choice. Stand with the people. This is not about upholding a political class or supporting the agendas of billionaires or enforcing the dictates of a biomedical company or pharmaceutical company. This is about standing with God and standing with the people on what is right and what is true and what is grounded in liberty. In true Canadian fashion, though, Canadians always find a way even in the darkest points, to make you smile. 
Here's 30 seconds of this evening after a pretty rough week in Ottawa. What's going on, everybody? Bird Pro Dad here. I'm here holding the line at Banks and Sparks. It's been a long day for us, a long day for these officers, but we're still doing it, ladies and gentlemen. I've been watching live feeds from Vancouver, Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, all over the country, Canadians standing with each other. It's absolutely amazing. And we all have one thing that we want in common, and that's freedom. Much love, everybody. And God bless to the Canadians. Patriots, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we come together each day. And we ask you right now, Lord, for your intercession in the hearts of the many to awaken the spirit of courage. We have seen so many courageous people this last week. We have seen so many courageous Canadians standing in the line, enduring the cold, enjoying themselves, showing us that in where most people would feign in these conditions, Canadians have stood and risen. They've created parties and hot tubs and food courts out of tents and improvised items to show a life and a joy in coming together that should tell us all and warm us all in our hearts to know that that's the strength of the human spirit. And Lord, even in spite of the fact that they've been pressed with oppression and jackboots and treasonous hearts, they have still found the ability to express love for their oppressor, to pray for their oppressor, to restrain from violence, even when two of their leaders in the trucker movement bailed and ran away, they still came together and have held the line. Even when windows of their vehicles were smashed in by police, searched with guns drawn for innocent protesters and families, even when children were taken from their families, they have still held the line and found an ability to raise up their vibration of love and appreciation for one another. And above all, Lord, they have found time to pray. So thank you for the gift that you have helped bring to the world, Lord. And we, we pray for the Canadians for all that they have given this world in our reminder of strength and endurance. And so, Lord, tonight we pray for the rest of the world to join them. For us all to respect that fact that Canadians be the first shot that's heard around the world in this new war. Let Canada be remembered for the spark that lit the fires of righteousness for the world, not just for their nation. Let us all start to embrace the idea that we are tribes, not nations, that we are not separated by borders because borders are designed to imprison us and separate us artificially. But let us find our common kindred let us find our common love and soul in one another, and let us with that find our common strength. Lord, we pray for the hearts that hesitate to awaken. We don't need cowards. We don't want cowards. Let those that have had the experience of the past find the strength now to stand once again. For those that are clinging on to their jobs and their monies, let them set that aside to realize that this is the pinnacle, this is the critical point in humanity. When Canada is calling for a national strike, let us all join in and stop the world. Let us appreciate 
as your children, the power that we have to control the board rather than be controlled by it. Let us claim our power and dominion over evil. Lord, we just pray that that can awaken truly within each and every person. We have made our transgressions, Lord. We have fallen. We have walked away from you. And we could not have done any worse job of stewarding what you have given us. Forgive us. And we humbly place ourselves before you and ask for repentance for all that has passed. But we also ask for mercy, Lord. Mercy for our nations. What you have shown us, Lord, that in spite of these jackboots, we have seen a, a spirit that has persevered in Canada. We've seen a nation awake. We've seen a nation come closer to you. So we also pray for the police that are sitting there thinking that they have the power. Let their hearts be, be broken open. Let them feel the true power of you, Lord, that love that comes in that wrecks havoc in those that carry hatred. Let their enemy, let the enemy's plans be shuttered. Let those in power start to fear because they should fear, because they should fear you, Lord, and let them fear you. Lord, we are here before you making a case and a plea, not just for Canada, but for the world. Please hear our prayers. Hear us now, O Lord. It is time that the strength of your children rise for letting us lead into a new era and to let evil know that there is no more movement forward, that we are now on the advance, that they have shown their hand and that we will not comply. We thank you, Lord, for all that is given, the blessings given, the ability for us to see with clear eyes. We pray for the many that are suffering the consequences of bad decisions as vax, the burdens that they carry. We're there to heal them. We're here to unite. We're here to love. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Canada. And now... To the world, let us all stand. We have a war to win. I hear this all the time. Well, what are we going to do? Just don't accept it. And as simple as that is, it's a challenge for many to see the way. We just have to say no. They trapped everybody in the trap of fear. And once people accepted the vax, they knew that they would accept almost anything. It's never too late to get off that train. And the train you need to get on, it's the Jesus train. It's the train that takes us right to Father. It's the train that reminds us that we're fearless. It's the train that reminds us of Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. That's not said lightly. That's the door that's open to every single person as we accept Christ and reach to Father. Our paths are true. 
Our gifts and talents are awakened. All we have to do is reach. And as we do, the greatest, most perfectly developed army ever imagined awakens. It stands. And you don't see just Canada, but you see the entire world honking horns and laughing and joking and enjoying each other in spite of the tyranny that comes marching at us. And no matter how much they throw at us, we just continue to laugh because we know something they don't, or at least they don't have. We've been given life forever. All we have to do is trust in him. Have a blessed night, patriots. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers right now are critical. We have to keep our prayers going, not only for Canada and our brethren, but it anchors us in that rock of faith. The storm is upon us. And as we stand on that rock of faith, we will not be shaken. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we have to trust in him like never before. And we must never forget our mission because we are here in this time, in this place for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Have a blessed night, patriots. I'll see you tomorrow evening for Fishers of Men. No bended knee on Sunday. Until then or until the next time. God bless Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Fit.
sets down over the hill where the lost got found. Reaching through somehow, oh, you're an island when the world is too loud. When the seasons change, I know the space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith, when your soul answers calls far away. Something to find.